Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, a welcome to the Health and Sports Show. My name is Tom Butterfield, and of course, I'm extremely pleased to be your host today. Now, you don't know what you don't know, you know? Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about the first step in knowing what you don't know. (laughs) One of the great things about my job is the people that I meet day in, day out. And over the last 14 years, nearly 15 years now, that I've been in this line of work, I've noticed one trend. People want to get better faster. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's not that uncommon to have someone turn up. And if it's you, that's okay. I don't mind this. But <laughs> it's not uncommon to have someone turn up and say, uh, well, you know, I've had this problem for seven months now. I've been trying loads of stuff online, been Googling loads and, you know, watching some uh, strange YouTube videos, uh, you know, getting exercise and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm going on holiday in three days and we'd just like you to sort it out for me right now. And now this is always going to be a tough ask, but uh, I'll tell you one way that you can get better faster. And that is to know what the problem is in the first place. (laughs) I remember a wonderful client who I, of course, will not name. They came in with a pelvic problem that had been going on for well over six months. They'd been to see uh, other health professionals uh, for and been referred to others for quite a few months. But unfortunately, they weren't getting anywhere But it was now getting to the point where it was almost impossible for them to walk anywhere without excruciating pain. Every time they put their foot on the floor, bam, pain, pain, pain. They'd been given painkillers, exercise had been prescribed uh, to try and help it, but nothing. You know, wasn't getting any better. If anything, it was getting worse. You know, the pain was intense and the disability was definitely getting worse. It was increasing. Now, when they were sitting in front of me telling me this, this obviously troubled me, not as much as it did them, but, you know, not far off. But with our consultation process, we give ourselves, you know, a full hour. Okay, our consultations are always one hour to be able to take time to sit, talk with the client in order to take that full history take them through a full orthopedic uh, and chiropractic examination. And if needed, we also have the added bonus of using our diagnostic uh, musculoskeletal ultrasound imaging service as well. So we can actually look inside the body to help identify any uh, potential ligament sprains, tendon tears, and any other sort of soft tissue problems that could potentially be causing the issue. So. After we'd taken the history, I was a bit concerned, in all honesty. I was concerned that something had potentially been missed during her earlier consultations. And this can happen. Okay, we're human. We're imperfect beings. So I'm certainly 
never going to sling any mud about any other practitioners because none of us are perfect. Okay, I make mistakes and I will make mistakes in the future, but I will always look to learn from them. And I'm sure 99% of other practitioners out there are exactly the same. So in short, after taking the history and performing the physical examination, I was convinced that it wasn't a pelvic problem, but it was a hip joint problem. Now, fortunately, and I mentioned about the diagnostic ultrasound, I'm also trained as a, a musculoskeletal sonographer as well. Went back to school to do that. That was great fun. And that basically means that if you've got a problem that involves uh, anything from shoulder down to fingertips or hip and groin down to your toes, then we can check it out without having to wait for months. Okay, so it's really, really handy. So we used that advantage and we had a good look inside the hip. And when you're looking at a hip with ultrasound, the first thing you look for at the front of the hip is you're looking to see if the hip capsule is distended. Okay, any sign of that distension of the hip capsule means that there's going to be some kind of pathology or problem within the joint itself. Okay, so we had a look, had a look at the normal side first because you always compare. So I looked at the normal side first and that was fine, fun enough. <laughs> it's not always the case, by the way. You know, some people can have problems on both sides. But in this case, it made it nice and easy because the asymptomatic side, the side without pain, was absolutely fine, looked very normal. Then we came over and looked at the problem side and it was literally staring us in the face. There it was. The hip capsule was extremely swollen and also the head of the femur because you can see surface of the bone and all that sort of thing. You can look at the shaft of the femur, the neck, and then come up and have a look at the head and you can look at a little bit of the uh, acetabulum as well, the, the cup of the ball and socket joint. Femoral head is the ball and the acetabulum is the cup. So you can have a look at those. And the head of the femur just did not look right at all. It certainly didn't look the same as the other side. So uh, we referred off to have um, a pretty rapid MRI done. And um, fortunately, this client was able to get in and, and have it done. We, re we, re we referred her privately to uh, one of the local imaging centers near us who are always fantastic. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to name people on here, but uh, it's Aberdeen University uh, Medical uh, Imaging Center. That's probably not the right name for it, but you'll find them. Uh, if you need to know what they are, need their contact details, let me know. Uh, they're fantastic over there. Really, really efficient. Really, really good. Uh, always had good uh, reports back from them. So we sent her over there. She had an MRI and that report was sent nice and speedy to her consultant and the outcome was that she needed an emergency hip replacement because what had happened all those months ago is she had probably uh, fractured her hip and the head of the femur had lost its blood flow uh, so her hip had been slowly dying over six or seven months now I can't even imagine how painful that was uh, but she was just very very pleased to finally know what the problem was and I'm pleased to report that, you know, a few years down the line, she's actually doing fantastically. And um, 
you know, walking around nicely under our own power without any problems at all. So that's that's fantastic. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> but um, so it, it really is a good lesson that if you're going to get the best way to save time and get back into full fitness, we, number one, need to identify the cause of the problem. I know it sounds easy, but you'd be surprised how many people miss this first and most vital step of the process. You know, imagine knowing the destination you want to go to, but unfortunately, you don't know where you are. You're lost. Any direction that you go into is a guess, isn't it? Because you don't know where you're starting. You might get it right, which is great. But do you really want to put your health in the hands of chance? Doesn't sound like a great idea, does it? You know, we're fortunate enough. Well, not fortunate enough. I didn't fall into this. I worked blooming hard to, to do it, to be honest. But we chose, or I chose, to increase diagnostic certainty by taking our time during the initial consultation and systematically checking the whole body and then using the backup of diagnostic musculoskeletal ultrasound if needed. So we think we're really well prepared for this number one, you know, trying to identify the cause of the problem. Because if you don't know what it is, then you're just chucking stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks, in my opinion. Number two is to ask questions. Okay, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I love it when people ask questions because it shows that they're interested in the process of getting themselves better. Okay, the more that you understand the problem, the greater chance that you've got of doing the right things that will not only help your current problem, but also reduce the risk of it returning in the future. Okay, so really important to ask questions. And if your therapist or your practitioner or your clinician don't like you asking questions, then it might be because they don't know the answers. And that's okay too, because we don't always have the answers, but it's the attitude of being okay with that. Okay, clinicians should be okay with not knowing and just be able to be honest and be upfront and say, I'm not sure, but I'll research that and find out. You know, I've got loads of. Uh, did I say research? Okay, it's supposed to be research. I'll research that and find out. I'm fortunate enough, again, to know a lot of fantastic clinicians in a lot of different professions who I can always ask if there's a real difficult uh, case or different case that I don't see a lot of. And I always lean on that because I know I can't know everything and I never will know everything, but I'll blooming try. <laughs> That's for sure. But, uh, you know, have that network and, and always be willing to ask questions. And number three is to listen to your body. Now, we as clinicians, we don't have magic tricks. It might seem like that sometimes, but I hate to disappoint you, but we don't. <laughs> okay. We can't spontaneously heal sprains, strains, muscle tears, all that sort of stuff, or speed up healing processes in that respect. We can maybe do some treatments that help to reduce pain for a period of time or get things working better, functioning better, but we can't heal tissue, okay? If you are willing to listen to your body, it will guide you 
in what you should be doing to help optimize the healing. Because nobody ever taught us how to limp, did they? Did I miss a memo or anything like that? You know, there was no class in school, was there? Limping is your brain finding a way around a problem. Okay, it's trying to limit the amount of load that's being put through an injured or painful body part. And if you try and override it, guess what? You get that fantastic little sharp reminder, maybe not so little, maybe very uh, large sharp reminder to not do that. So please listen to your body and do what it tells you. If going for a run makes your Achilles tendon sore for the next three days, you need to either not run at all, which I know endurance athletes hate being told, by the way, you're a nightmare, all of you, because you're used to being in pain because your training is uncomfortable, right? You're used to hurting. So pain is not so much of an issue for you guys and girls. But um, what you can do is just a little extra thing. If you do want to keep running, then just play about with the distance you run or the intensity that you run, or maybe even break your run up into intervals with rest periods in between and see if that makes a difference. And listen to your body. Use yourself as the experiment. Okay, so number three, listen to your body. Good stuff. So what I'd like you to do is to just take a moment to ask yourself, do I know what's going on? You know, especially if you've got some kind of injury. Now, if you haven't got an injury, you can be thinking, how does my body feel after training? How does it feel after competition? And then you can adjust your exercise and training schedule accordingly. But with an injury, if you don't know what it is and you're getting treatment for it, then ask your clinician or therapist what it is, you know, what's going on, what is the problem? They will not mind, I'm sure, and they'll probably and they'll probably be happy that you're taking an interest in all honesty. You know, and if they're not sure, then that's okay as well. It doesn't make them bad at what they do. If anything, I think that the best clinicians and therapists know their own limitations and they're happy to get in some outside help, get another set of eyes onto it, or refer on to someone else with a different skill set when this particular case falls outside of their um, their expertise. But whatever happens, don't take another step forwards until you know exactly where you are. Now, that's your next move. Where am I? <laughs> okay. So in summary, if you want to save yourself a load of time and get back to you know, being able to get off the sofa without pain or playing with the kids or the grandkids, you know, get back on the sports field or just simply, you know, just a life without pain would be nice. Okay, a good start for you. Then you need to understand what the problem is. Okay, I know I've repeated that, but it's really important to get that concept. And you can do this by quite often taking your foot off the accelerator, you know, being patient. Don't think of, you know, oh, I'm not getting better. You know, I've just got to throw more treatment at it. Find a clinician or a therapist who are properly trained primary care practitioners to, you know, diagnose your problem. Um, when you get there, you know, ask questions, be an active participant in the process, you know, because that will only help 
to improve your understanding and make you better equipped to help yourself as the process unfolds, as you move forwards. And also, don't forget to listen to your body because it will give you subtle clues that if you listen to them, will actually help to guide you in the right direction. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed the show. It's it's good fun. It's an interesting one. Uh, we've got to talk about you know some experience with our clients, which is nice. Uh, feel free to get in contact with us uh, either by email on info at elevatehealthuk.com or you can get in contact through our social media handles, which are in the show notes as well. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the podcast and even better, um, or just as good, I should say, is to leave a review. Now, it'd be great. Only takes a minute, maybe two minutes at the most, just to put a few things down. Now, it can be five stars. It can be three, two, one, you know, who cares? As long as if you think it's only worth a three, two, or a one, just leave some feedback for us. You know, it's, it's okay. I don't mind you doing that because ultimately that's going to help the show and help to improve the quality of the content that we provide for you and hopefully answer questions and get you uh, closer to what your goals and aspirations would be. But thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>